Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show on another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America, that is Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're going to spend the next couple hours engaging in some entertaining and energetic conversation on local, state, and national news and politics. Actually, it's going to be a lot of state politics and uh, and a lot of biking. Well, you know, cycling, all kinds of stuff related to Uber producer Dan Peters is back. He's back. Thank God. Welcome back, Dan. I'm cycling through here today yeah, in the Patrick I'll, Lally Show. Yes, and uh, Dan is a, a, a different shade. Uh, his skin is a different shade than when he left last week. He got some sun, Dan. I did. Well, when you're outside for a good portion of a day watching cars go around an asphalt track. <laughs> at at incredible speeds faster than i want to drive that's for sure so you were down at the nascar race down there in kansas kansas city um who won it was a young man named chase elliott Ah, whose father bill is a nascar champion and was yep popular driver for a long time i remember bill elliott awesome bill there you go so nice time down there a lot of big crowds big crowds yes okay yeah big crowds cool well i'm glad you're back Everybody is. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, We're going to spend some time today, or thank you for spending some time with us on your radio at Information 1000 KSOO or KSO.com, the KSO mobile app, all different kinds of ways to listen to this show and everything on KSOO. Uh, Of course, we've got Twitter up and running at P. Lally Show. Uh, I want to talk about, here's the thing. So for the first, uh, normally this show, you know, you come in, there's some kibitzing. Straight up kibitz. And then uh, I do the P&L. Um, and that's th- basically the way it's going to happen. But it, both of them are going to focus on the, the governor's race. Cause, so Billy Sutton and uh, Christy Noem, right, they're in this big gubernatorial matchup. And uh, there's a debate tonight, by the way. It's on Jello Land. It's at 7. Um, apparently, I saw on uh, Scott Erisman's blog, by the way, com that... Uh, Ron Wojorek in the House debate used the phrase Jello Land. Ooh. I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's mine. I'm not I can't be a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that that comes from the old days. It might be I think it's probably a Tempest creation. It's very possible, although I think the general rule for using someone's phrase mm-hmm. is the first, I think, two or three times that you use it, mm-hmm. you have to give the person uh-huh. credit for it, but then after that, you can you can claim it as your own. I bet Ron Rajorek didn't. I bet you he didn't do that, but that's okay. But he used it in, the, in, a, in a forum at the Rotary. And it was not a slip-up either. No, no, no. He did it on purpose. <laughs> it was uh, And so there's a big debate tonight in the gubernatorial uh as I said, seven o'clock on uh, Jello Land. I'm going to watch it. I think I think I'm going to try and go down to Club David because tonight's the city council meeting tonight is lame because it's one of those joint commission meetings. So we're not going to worry about that. They'll, they usually cancel those things anyway. Um, and so I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go down there and just uh, do kind of a watch party on the big screen at Club David, seven o'clock. If you want to join me for that, that's cool. But that's not really what I want to talk about. So I got this press release yesterday, and I put this on Facebook on my account, if you follow me, um, and it, it elicited a lot of conversation. But this, there's a press release here, and it was about um, the fundraising that has report that went out, right? The pre-general finance report 
which is slang. And this thing is so riddled with typos and lack of AP style and just uh, inconsistencies and bad word use. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. And yeah, just a few examples. So, and I, you know, okay, people are going to get mad because I'm picking on Billy Sutton, right? Well, if you're going to be a Democrat and you're going to win in the state of South Dakota, you've got to do everything right. Oh, yeah, you got to do it better, cleaner, faster than than yep. your opponent. Yep, all cylinders has to be firing. Somebody pulled the plug on this one. There's there's no spark in the uh, in the press, uh, in the media relations team in the Billy Sutton campaign, apparently, because, uh, you know, are you going to, you're sending these things, presumably you're sending them to people in the press, right, a press release. Now, you know, that's changed a lot over the years with, the, you know, the internets and such. I mean, these things go, but I suspect that they have a rather broad, mailing list for their press materials uh you know are you sending this to the new york times are you sending this to star you know the star trib i mean, what you know uh the dallas morning news the dallas morning i mean where's it all going the ap everybody right okay generally speaking if you got if you're going to send a press release you use ap style because that's what all the newspapers use most of them anyway new york times varies a little bit some of them have their own style manuals but they're all generally the same so you start out senator billy sutton's First of all, he's a state senator, not a U.S. senator, and you abbreviate that S-E-N, period. You don't spell it out. Uh, South Dakota governor, they got governor capitalized. It's lowercase. Today filed its I-T apostrophe S. That oh, is, dear. That is, of course, it is, not its. There is no possessive it. Pre-general finance report, I don't, that doesn't make any sense, demonstrating historic fundraising success, raising over $2.7 million. You don't use dollars. You have the dollar sign, $2.7 million. throughout the campaign, far more than any other Democrat running for governor, uppercase, that's got to be lowercase, in South Dakota's history. Sutton's grassroots support is apparent with more than 7,000, oops, forgot the comma, contributors to the movement and more than 80% with the symbol, you're supposed to spell that out, of contributions being $100 or less. They did it right that time. With more than 90% symbol, get rid of that, of all dollars raised coming from South Dakotans, it's a bad sentence. It's, it is clear, they did it right that time, so they must know how, that Sutton's focus on the people of South Dakota has been met with enthusiast support. It's supposed to be enthusiastic. Can't use enthusiast as a modifier. Nine in ten dollars, I think it's supposed to be nine of ten dollars, came from individuals with more than 17K, a lowercase k, I believe they're trying to say thousand, 17,000 donations coming in over the past 17 months, more than doubling Sutton's donor base since the primary election in June. They've got primary election lowercase. I'd have to consult the manual, but I believe primary election and general election are both uppercase. I I posted that, and a lot of Democrats got mad at me. They're like, whoa, what's the big, big dang deal? Blah, blah. If you're going to be a professional, act professional, right? And there, are, everybody makes typos, right? It happens. But there was another one today, and I didn't mark it up like that one, but it had every day used uh, as one word, not as a modifier. That's wrong. It's just wrong. Now, should we give people some inside baseball? Because we are content contributors ourselves, both Patrick and I. We have to put things on the internet, and yep. there is a program that you can install on your computer called Grammarly yep. that would eliminate 90% of what happened here. Yep, and the internet can help you 
Your computer can help you, but it can't save you. And this is just terrible. If I was Billy Sutton, I'd fire somebody because that's, that's god-awful. And what it demonstrates is that there's nobody paying attention to the details. And, you know, everybody, well, it's a campaign. It's very busy. Yep. Yep. All that's true. But if you're going to win in South Dakota as a Democrat, you better do everything right. And that's a demonstration that not everything is going right. Well, yeah, you're raising money. You might as well spend a couple of hundred bucks to have somebody read the stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's telling you It's telling you that they've got uh, $2.7 million for the campaign, which is a lot. Okay, kudos. But, you know, the credibility of the message is overrun by the fact that it's written like a high school junior. Just terrible. Terrible. Oh, there was one other one. Being. Where is that? Uh, it's a being from South. The dollars are raised. Uh, I can't find it now. It's just. But you know what we have to say to this? Oh, my jeez. This oh, my is a terrible <laughs> press release. <laughs> oh, my jeez. Clean that up. Ah, oh, just drive. Yeah. You know what? I'm usually, I, hey, I've made mistakes. I've made some monumental mistakes in print. I could detail many of them to you because they are ingrained. They're seared upon my brain, right? Because when you do something wrong like that and you're working at a newspaper and I've worked at several, somebody invariably lets you know. How and dumb you are. They are archived forever. <laughs> yeah. Somebody go find my stuff, mark it up. That's fine. I did. I made some terrible mistakes, but I'm not trying to be governor. You want to write laws? Learn grammar. We got a fantastic show for you today. Chad Picard of Spoken Sport Bikes will be here discussing the emergence of e-bikes and how tariffs are adding to the cost of your favorite two-wheelers, among other things. Pat Powers of DakotaWarCollege.com will be here. We'll talk politics. He, of course, is a Republican. Smart Cyclist is our weird friend of the day. Uh, so that's our. So we're going to go politics, uh, bikes, and 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 you know physical fitness, politics, and then back to and then back to bikes. So it's a it's a variety show. And I'll have a PNL statement just after the break. I already warned you. Today's topic: uh, more governor's race because there's there's more coming. This is the Pat, including my predictions on some polling. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 321 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and it's PL statement time. And as I promised, more gubernatorial action, more hot gubernatorial action right here on the Patrick Lally Show for the PL statement. Um, and so here's the deal uh, I talked in the first segment about Billy Sutton's bad. Uh, somebody in the campaign with bad grammar and that horrible press release, right? Well, he gets a he gets a chance to redeem himself uh, tonight. Uh, big debate on uh, Jello Land News at seven. Uh, well, Jello Land. It's not the news show. It's the Jello Land. Uh, you can tune into that and watch that. I'm going to be watching down at Club David. I think if you want to hang out with me and watch the debate, heckle. I I tend to I tend to verbalize during these things. You know, I spend a lot of time in newsrooms screaming at televisions. More than I would like to admit. And that's, so that's what I'm going to do tonight down at uh, Club David. That's what I've just decided. I'm waiting for confirmation on that from my people. Uh, but here's the thing. Tomorrow we find out uh, the results of what is probably the only independent polling done in South Dakota during this political season. 
the uh, Jello Land and the uh, Argus Leader uh, team up. Uh, when I was there, we did this every couple of years, right? Split the cost because polling's expensive. So you end up having to split the cost. But the value in this, right, is that uh, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm hoping that they use the same firm, which is Mason Dixon, uh, which is one of the country's top independent pollers. And uh, you get actual unbiased information and you know the questions you know the sample size you know everything about it and that's the only poll you can trust because when candidates do polling and they release polling like billy sutton did earlier and everybody like oh he's ahead he's not ahead that's his poll not only is it a democratic firm that used to work that worked for all kinds of democrats that's fine that's what they do that's their job but the, you know the, they paid for it okay and there's lots of information in one of these you use it for all kinds of stuff but it's not, you can't horse race it, you know? Horse race journalism is terrible anyway. But people want to know the polls. And, and so this one coming out tomorrow in the governor's race, and then the House race is Thursday, and then Friday is constitutional amendments and all, and the, and the ballot initiatives. And I'm, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give you my predictions right here in the, in the, sh- the next couple minutes we have left here. So, uh, I, and I, if it's Mason-Dixon, and I have no uh, uh, inside knowledge, uh, having supervised the polling for many years at the Argus Leader uh, with our, w- with Jello and sometimes KSFY, I know that they are very good. So I trust the poll. I trust that it is accurate in the moment it was taken. Things change. Doesn't mean that Billy's going to lose. But here's what I think the poll will say. And you can hold me to this. I have been known to be slightly off in the past. Slightly. But given, you know, my experience with polling and I'm, I'm going to try and 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 predict in a in a sort of Johnny Carson, the great Carnoustie or whatever it was. Karnak. Karnak. Thank you, Dan. The great Karnak. So, Carnoustie is a golf course in the British Isles. Thank you. That's why I knew that. Um, so let's get to it. My predictions for the Argus Leader Jello Land poll coming out 1 p.m. Released on both websites tomorrow. You can pick your poison there. Uh, whichever one you can get to work with the least amount of ads, pop-ups and stuff. Uh, I'm going to go Gnome with a seven-point spread. That's pretty, I mean, that's outside the margin, I would bet. I would bet this is going to be a 2.5% plus or minus with about an 800 sample. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Gnome by seven. Uh, but that, you know, that's closer than many people would have thought. And I still think if Billy Sutton gets within 10 points on election day, that's a victory. But I'm going to say seven. I'm going to be generous here and say it's only seven points. Uh, House, dusty by 10. I, I think that's, that's being generous to uh, Tim Bjorkman. Fine, fine human beings. Be on the pro- They're both going to be on the program next week, by the way. So uh, amendment, uh, where am I? Amendment, those are, the just, those are the only two statewide races, really. I'm not going... I'm sure they're not polling on, you know, Secretary of State. Um, Amendment W. I'm going to, that's, Amendment W is the replacement for IM22. I'm going, I'm going to say it's going to lose, I'm going to say the poll will say it's down by two points. Now, IM22 passed incredibly. I couldn't believe that. But I don't think Amendment W is going to pass. I'm just going to say that again. I was skeptical. So I could be, again, I have been wrong once or twice. Uh, I'm going to say Amendment W is going to, the, people, the poll is going to say no by two points, still well within the margin. I am 25, the tobacco tax. 
I'm going to say people will like that by five right now. Five points. Five points if you're keeping track at home. Um, that's I am 25. That's to fund, that's to try and reduce tuition at tech schools by raising the tobacco tax. Amendment Z, which is the one subject ballot initiatives. No, by four. People are very skeptical. That seems like, seems like shenanigans, and it is. I am 24. Now, four is not a big margin. I am 24, which is no out-of-state money can be used for ballot initiatives. It's clearly unconstitutional and s- silly at, on its face, but people are probably going to like that So I'm going because they hate out-of-state anything. I'm going to say yes by five. Amendment X, which is raising to 55% for constitutional amendments. I'm going to say yes by three, but it's close. There you have it. Those are my predictions. You can, well, I'll keep this right here next to me. And uh, I will post those. No, I'm not going to post those. I'm not going to post them, but I will keep that. Maybe I will post it. We'll see. Uh, Tomorrow, the poll, uh, first part of the poll comes out, Goober's race. Also, they've got, uh, they're doing uh, Trump's approval. I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's uh, uh, overall approved, but not the 60% that he, he, of the vote that he got. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peg that at about 52. 52% approve, 36% disprove. The rest are like, eh. That's what I'm going to go with. I think the tariffs and the farm stuff has hurt Trump in South Dakota. That's the bottom line on today's P&L, way past the time limit. You can... Disagree with me? Send me an email, Patrick at KSO.com. We are on Twitter at P. Lally Show. Coming up after the ah, hmm, ah. coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with the smart cyclist Michael Christensen on Weird Friends, and Michael is in studio already, ready to go. We got a great story to tell there. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Three thirty-six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and we're talking with Michael Christensen. He, of course, is known widely, widely as the smart cyclist, and he comes in here uh, once a week to chat with us about stuff. Of uh, we talk about planning stuff, city stuff, street stuff, cycling, active recreation, all kinds of different stuff. And uh, and 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 last week you were gone. I went to a city. You went to a city. I did. Which city do you go to? I went to a bigger city. I went to Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis. How did how how was uh, how did you find it? I found it much better than I did last year, which <laughs> which is to say we found the interesting things this year. So That's good. so I like it as a city. I I did not be previously. I used that line once in a, a, with a, a legislator, a former legislator who was running again, and I said. Uh, well, when you were in Pierre the first time, how did you find it? Like, meaning, how was it for you? And and this person, I won't even say he or she, this person looked at me on live internet television and said, well, I took the interstate. <laughs> you know, there's maps. Yeah. That person did not lo- did not win another seat in the legislature. I'm pleased to have passed the how yeah, did you find nice, it test, yeah, I guess. I was a little worried there for a second. Um, so you were in Indianapolis. Uh, lovely community. You were so half of Sioux Falls was in Indianapolis apparently for this big band con- marching band contest. Right, we were we were sitting at and Monument Circle at the base of the monument, and some guy in a Brandon Band T-shirt was taking a picture of the monument, and he made some motion that we were obviously in his picture. Yeah, having no idea who we were, I said, "Just tell them people from Sioux Falls 
are in, we're in this picture. And he didn't even bat an eye. Didn't come up and ask us. Just <laughs> took the picture and walked away. So I was like, oh, I guess we're all here together. Maybe he got the t-shirt at a Goodwill or something. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he didn't know he was from Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Sioux Falls, Brandon. You got your Sioux Falls, Brandon, Sioux Falls, Harrisburg, <laughs> Sioux Falls, West Central. The... Uh, um, yeah, but you were there for, with the Roosevelt Band. Right. We followed the Roosevelt Band. The Lincoln Band was there, and yep. the Brandon High School Band was there. And, of course, all the chaperones and all the interested parents were there. So, Everybody yeah. I talk, I've been looking through Facebook. I'm like, everybody's in Minneapolis. Right. Like last weekend or two weekends ago, everybody was in Minneapolis at the a similar deal. Yeah. You people, you, you travel. I travel. And, and Indianapolis, I have driven through it. I have not spent any time there. I hear lovely mm-hmm. things. Yeah, it's... Uh, the town center is really nice, big monument in the center with a uh, a brick cobblestone roundabout kind of an area. Mm, like, um, nice like Perry. Yeah, <laughs> truly. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, we, we did not find that last year, but we found that this year. We hung out there, um, hung out in that area. Uh, we walked to a Pacers game, so took that in. Last, last year, we were kind of on the edges, so Lucas Oil Stadium is mm-hmm. kind of on the edge of downtown, and we went to the... Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum, which that's way out there because you need all that space. Mm-hmm. And so we missed all the good city, yeah. real people stuff, right? Yeah. Well, you hit that this so time. That's we good. We got that. We Giordano's Pizza we enjoyed. I see you brought some home with you. Brought some home with us. Brought two home with us. <laughs> <laughs> Ate one of them last night. How did that travel? Um, One of them stayed <laughs> one of them stayed frosty the other one we went ahead and baked right away ah <laughs> uh, good so good. Yeah. so uh and 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 so good times how was how did how was the urban life there so the urban life um there were people about um and lots of walking um not the cycling that i'm used to like when you go to minneapolis mm-hmm. Of course, Minneapolis is known for its cycling. You so. don't really realize how much there is there until you go somewhere else. You go somewhere else and you're like, there's no bicyclists. There, there was the occasional guy. There was one guy going up and down the street with a big old backpack looking pretty messenger-like. Mm-hmm. Um, but he may have been one of possibly three riders I saw. Uh, I don't know. That seems low. Well, but you know, in possible. Indiana, you know, that's, you know, breaking away. Right. It's supposed you're to right. be the, the thing, right? The cutters. The cutters. Did not see them. Oh. But yeah. The little 500. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you want to talk more biking? So they have. <laughs> we were talking about biking. No, we were talking they about. Do, they do Pacers bike share there. Which is, oh, like it's just your normal in, bike in, share it's thing. Indiana Pacers uh, branded bike share, yellow bikes. So the Pacers sponsor the bike share? Yeah, I, I don't know the relationship, but certainly the Pacers name is on the bike Sort of share. like, I mean, in Minneapolis, it's Wellmark or something it's, like uh, that. Well, Wellmark, but the brand is Nice Ride. Okay, Nice Ride. Nice Ride is the brand, and Wellmark's all over the bikes. But yeah, you know, these in, are... In, have you ever seen the, the, the ride share in Madison, Wisconsin? I haven't. They've, they, like, encourage people to paint them or something because all oh. of them are, like, paint graffiti, like, custom oh really it's I, strange huh some of them got some yarn art on them I, yarn bombs yarn bombs and you know it's that's Madison. interesting yeah. 12, 10 square miles surrounded by reality the uh <laughs> very uh, nice yeah thanks i didn't make that one up <laughs> although i did make up Ye- uh jello land and oh geez and best little city in america people are stealing those all the time the uh 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 so but y- We've talked about this for the bike share in Sioux Falls. Now it's in a lot of smaller communities. They have a bike share in Pella, Iowa, by the way. Do they? Yeah. 
that's probably the smallest community to ask that. I yeah. Well, there's a college there. Okay, that helps, doesn't it? People want to. Ha- Do you think we could have one here, or should have one here? You know, I've been I've been really reluctant to embrace bike share for this city. Um, part of it's selfish mm-hmm. um, because I don't want I don't want the mistakes of the hey, I'm just going to rent this bike and tool around downtown. I don't want those mistakes to reflect on me as a cyclist. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be thrown in with that potential person ah, and have yes. that affect my riding experience around town. Um, but then I also think, you know, our mode share is so little and low that I don't see it as sustainable. Right, because you then you can't do the next step. Yeah. Like I want to take a bus to here, ride around, and then – get back on the bus at a different spot or whatever. Right. And, and, and in addition to that, the, uh, I'm not sure enough people will use it, right? You don't see a lot of people who work, live and work downtown, um, using their bicycles to get around downtown. And so having bikes down there, will they get used enough? And if we, and if it does, isn't sustainable and it doesn't do very well, then we can never try it again Mm -hmm. and do it right. So I'm more of a mode of, Hey, let's build this. Let's keep trying to build the bike community and get more people riding and then bring it in. We're going to take a short break uh, because I agree with you and uh, come back and talk about another mode of transportation. Because I saw you posting while you were in Indianapolis about your adventures. And we're going to leave it at that. We're going to come right back and talk more with the smart cyclist. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. You ain't so Three fifty-eight, three forty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and we're talking with Michael Christensen. He, of course, is the smart cyclist and uh, another Trampled by Turtles fan. He's got his tickets. He's ready to go. He's fired up. January eighteenth, the Trampled by Turtles. I'll be there. It's awesome. And uh, uh, loyal listener BB apparently bought tickets right behind me, and I'm not sure that I'm. Hopefully, totally prepared for that. Hopefully they don't serve popcorn because they'll be tossing them your way then. <laughs> bink, <laughs> bink, bink. Yeah, that will that may ruin the experience. No, I'm kidding, BB. If I'm looking forward to it. Maybe we'll be nearby too. That would be good. Yeah. Where are your tickets? You know. I don't know. Somewhere in that <laughs> somewhere in that big room. At the pavilion. The you know what we hall. like? We like those wings on the mezzanine. Yeah, it's nice. And I'm pretty sure. That was, we got those. Easy in, easy out, and a yeah. pretty good seat. And yeah, you can yeah, see everything like from there. That's where I was for Elvis Costello. That's a good spot. Um, we were talking about your uh, journey to Indianapolis, and this is more than just a travel log, because I saw, <laughs> uh, I saw that you had, uh, uh, were a heavy user of the scooter. Lime, is that what it's called? Two brands. Yep. Lime scooters and bird scooters. And these are like little rentable scooters out on the, out on the uh, street. Yes. How does that work? Uh, get the app. There's an app for that. Yeah, of course. Tell it your credit card. Of course. <laughs> walk up to the, uh, walk up to the scooter, little electric scooter. Um, scan the barcode on the handlebar Yeah, and bing, you're going, it's, it's yours and off you go and you pay by the minute. So it's an electric scooter. Yep. With a little, to start it, you have to move with your foot. So you have to paddle once, one, two, or three times, you know, get that oh, thing see. rolling. Yep, yep, yep. And then push down on the throttle with your right thumb. And you wheelie. And you got to, no. Um, <laughs> it's not, it, it, is, it is quick, though. You know, your top speed is probably 12, 13 miles an hour. But it's it's very modulate. Mod, you, you can modulate it. 
modulatable. It's, it's very modulable. Wow. It's very modulatable. You can you, you know you can go slow, but it, you can keep moving, and and it's pretty stable. And and yeah, so we. You know, we saw him in Minneapolis the weekend before, and, mm-hmm. and I've heard of him and thought, oh, great, more urban litter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, in, on some level, they are. You and know, I, there's some I downsides. Saw, I saw him in Cleveland, and they were just kind of laying out on the sidewalk. I thought, eh, yeah, there so were bad. there were there was like a, a record wind event in Indianapolis oh. that one of those days we were there. So almost every single one of them was on its side, blocking part of the sidewalk. So there's some downsides. Yeah. You see that same complaint about um, the Lime bikes, the dockless bike shares where people oh, can yeah. just park their yep. bikes anywhere. Yep. And and on some level, you know, yeah, you, you're walking through the neighborhood and some kid leaves their big wheel, big wheel in the middle of the sidewalk, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes overnight. And, and that's an annoyance. Um, and yeah, all these kids have grown up to adults where they'll leave their, their <laughs> scooters all around downtown, right? Somebody's always picking up so, after. So them. on some level, <laughs> right. Some level, it's a learning thing of where are you going to park these? Mm-hmm. But um, interestingly, uh, oh, and another downside is they're not human powered, right? So so I'm, I'm the kind of guy who wants to be human powered mm-hmm. and loves the bicycle because it's human powered. Um, but man, my needle tipped towards scooters over bicycles um, <laughs> for, for urban downtown kind of area. Ease of use. Ease of use. Um, the right size where, you know, bicycles are a little bit, well, it's clear, it's clear from my experience that bicycles, you ought to be out on the street. Um, scooters, the, the instructions kind of say ride in the bike lanes, which, well, as a biker, really, it's my bike line, right? My my bike lane, right? Especially you got this guy weaving around (laughs) on electric scooter, half pop. (laughs) But yeah, they're, they're very easy to to go on the sidewalk. Um, we did venture into the bike lane. We did actually venture out into the driving lane, um, headed to the Pacer Stadium because nothing was moving or, or the roads were all blocked, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I found it really a really nice size, a really nice speed um, for what we were trying to do. And so, yeah, we, we actually went around six miles in total um, throughout the course of one, uh, I think just one Sunday. Um, going, you know, from place to place. So you, you, you get off the scooter, you stop, you get off the scooter, you just punch, I'm out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'm done with my ride. Um, they don't know where the scooter is. I don't know. Maybe it's got I some. don't know how that works, right? Because GPS is not two-way, right? Right. But on some level, they, I'm not sure how that works, but I think they know where the scooter is. Uh, well, yeah, they do because you can open up your app. Uh, just like Lyft and Uber. Oh, you, you can op- find one. You open up your app. Yeah, you can find one. Now they've got a tracking. Now they're everywhere. And so really like finding one, you don't really need the app to find one because there's just one on the next block if you can't see one here. But they are marked in there like you like you see on Lyft and Uber where they're they're on there. So um I don't know how that works. It's magic as far as I'm concerned. Helmet? Um they say wear a helmet. You didn't have, you're a tourist. You don't have a helmet with you. Right. Exactly. But they have to say that because if you fall off and bang your head, they got to say that they yeah. told you to wear a helmet. I told you to wear a helmet, you moron. But yeah, we had a blast. My wife and I just riding around. And cool. so another downside, we didn't walk around, notice anything, take any photos, enjoy like no, being you were, there, there. You were white knuckling <laughs> through town on an electric we were like, scooter. With the tie flapping in the back and, <laughs> and hair blown. So yeah, but. That was just another way to enjoy the city. Should we and, and we should have these it. here. Now, you don't want bike share. Do you want these things? I would love to see All these right. here. We should we'll see what we got to do. It would be such happen. a mess and such chaos. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have to worry because they're not bicycles, so I don't have to defend it. It's not, yeah, that's right. Somebody else's problem. <laughs> uh, the smart cyclist, Michael Christensen, here about once a week to bring us up to date on all kinds of cool stuff. Michael, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. 
Coming up after the break here, we'll talk about the next hour and get us launched into the back half of the Patrick Lally Show on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. You have the right not to be killed. 3.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Coming up on Saturday, it's the Trick or Treat Trail Run, 10 a.m. starting at Pasley Park on the bike path along the scenic Big Sioux River. It, of course, is a 5K run walk and a 10K run. There will be a candy dash for kids 3 to 10, and that starts at 9.30 a.m. The candy dash is 0.5 mile, half a mile. Each finisher receives a goodie bag and an event shirt. For more information on this or any other events in the Sioux Empire, go to KSO.com. Coming up after the break, uh, who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? We got Pat Powers, South Dakota War College, and then Chad Picard, owner of Spoken Sport Bikes. Stay with us. It's going to be fun. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and uh, joining us now from beautiful Brookings, South Dakota, uh, is Pat Powers. Of course, Pat is the Founder, author of South Dakota War College, the political blog that uh, comes at the world from the Republican side of the aisle. Pat, how are you today? Do, doing pretty good, although I feel more like the uh, warden of the uh, insane asylum with uh, with the commentary and all the fighting that's going back and forth. Oh, it's getting it is it's, it's, it's gloves have come off, right? I mean, that's we can say that in pretty much every race. It's, this is when things really get kind of testy. Well, you know, the the candidates are trying to differentiate themselves from the other one and you know, and, and that's not always easy no. because uh, and I always contend that you know, voters choose who to vote for based on a test and it goes in certain tiers they they vote for the candidate they know and if they know them both they'll vote for the one they like and and if they like them both they'll vote for the one they trust and, hmm. uh, some most candidates have trouble just getting their name out there mm-hmm. so uh, you know we we've kind of gone past the no and the like and and now we're into trying to determine who they trust the best and uh and the opposing candidate is doing their best to knock down the other candidate's trust factor. Yeah. And tonight's going to be a big night because it's the first in a, there's a, a couple, I think there's three total gubernatorial debates, right? Is that correct? I can't remember. I know there's one on South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Tonight is, uh, oh, I know. There is one on uh, 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 at the Rotary Club that's being televised mm-hmm. by KSFY. And then there's, tonight is the uh, uh, Jelloland News debate. At seven, so that's tonight's a big night in the governor's race, is it not? It, it is, and I, I think all of the the followers for each candidate are watching closely to to see how it goes and and how each of them perform. Oh, absolutely. Um, given that you know it was a pretty quiet campaign in general, uh, but it has the ads have really sharpened the tone has sharpened in the last couple of weeks by my watch. Well, well, absolutely. You know, Christie is, is out there pointing out the fact that 
you know, Billy isn't necessarily as conservative as he claims, and and Billy's out there trying to go after the fact that Christie's been in Congress for the last uh, number of years, and that she's, uh, well, that that uh, I believe Larry Roden got uh, stung for mm-hmm. two hundred dollars for fi- making a late uh, filing for South Dakota campaign finance reports, and so. Which there, is a mistake. You know, I mean, that's a that's an unforced error. You don't do that, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. I mean, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. But no, you don't do no, it. it. Well, you know, it's it was it was just kind of an oversight. Uh, I I ran a number of years ago, and and I filed a day late because I and I've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's just it's in the. Uh, among politicos, it was it was just uh, not a big thing, but uh, the Sutton campaign certainly trying to make it into one of their big talking points against Christie, and I, I, I don't know if it's going to hold a lot of water. At the same time, uh, you know, if you're Billy Sutton, um, and, you know, the problem for him is that there is uh, hours and hours, or probably not that much, there's quite a bit of uh, tape of him talking during the legislature or talking other places. And, and the Noam campaign has gone back and mined that. And they have some effective ads talking about income taxes. And, you know, there's selective edits of, of, of audio, but it's out there, right? Well, and the Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders is. bit is, is, is effective. Well, you know, I don't know if, the, I don't know if the Hillary, the fact he was a Hillary Clinton delegate really resonated, but when you've got Billy on tape pointing out how he admires the policies of Bernie Sanders, that one hurts. It's when the words are coming from his own mouth, it's kind of hard for him to refute those points. And I think that that's one of the things that as you get more uh, experience as a, can- as a politician, you stop doing. You, I mean, you just hear the things in your head before you say them, right? Well, you, you tend to, yep. Uh, and I think that's why, you know, for instance, the, the, the town halls, uh, town hall meetings, that kind of thing, a lot of that stuff has kind of gone away because there's always somebody sitting in the room with a camera. Well, there is, and uh, especially when you get to the level of the United States Senate, uh, all of those campaigns have dedicated campaign trackers that they send out to to film the opposing team mm-hmm. and and if it isn't the senate candidates themselves or the or the federal candidates themselves there's political action committees that send trackers out and they pay these people to just track the candidate you know probably eight years ago it was uncommon and mm-hmm. in, in fact it kind of became a bone of contention with uh some of the candidates that they they've sent these evil trackers out there and now anymore, especially in the time of social media, uh, it's just it's so commonplace. I don't think anybody bats an eye about it. No, uh, you but you the, the politicians, it seems to me, particularly when you're in office, um, you start to really self-censor what you say to who. Well, I, I would agree. Self-edit you, you, is you probably just, a better term. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's more. How in what context is is something going to be taken? Mm-hmm. It gets harder to have a a frank, direct discussion, uh, and you're you're talking in more generalities and platitudes 
uh, as opposed to being more honest. Mm, yeah. That's why President Trump, I think, was a, a breath of fresh air for a lot of people because he didn't care. <laughs> yeah, and and just, to his credit, it didn't matter. No, surprisingly and shockingly, it didn't matter. Um, so uh, uh, tonight's debate, you got uh, Christy Noem and Billy Sutton. Um, I think this is probably the first time they've both been on the same stage at the same time uh, and certainly broadcast live. What do you expect? Well, I'm not sure what to expect. You know, you, you have Sutton who is, uh, you know, he's been the minority leader or assistant minority leader uh, over the years. So, you know, he's been the spokesman for South Dakota Democrats. And, and uh, so here he is supposedly, you know, he's their guy and, and supposed to be at the top of their game. And, uh, you know, he's going to be going up against Christy Nome, who's a, tr- tr- she's tried and tested against, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the best that the Democrat parties had to offer in South Dakota. I mean, I, I, I think people underestimate Christy and they always do, but, uh, you know, I've always considered her probably, the first or second best speaker in South Dakota politics. And, and I mean, I rank her up there with Senator Thune. She's certainly uh, gotten uh, her, the, her abilities as a uh, uh, public speaker, her grasp of policy has changed markedly since she first went to Congress six years ago. Oh, a- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, she's, she's pretty good. And so Billy's going to have to be better. He's going to have <laughs> to be, well, yeah, he's going to have to be, uh, equal to the challenge, or uh, he's not going to look too good tonight. Uh, Pat Powers, he is the author and founder of the South Dakota War College blog, which you find at dakotawarcollege.com. And, uh, Pat, I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see what happens tonight. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Uh, coming up after the break here, we've got Chad Picard, owner of a Spoken Sport Bicycles, Bikes, Spoken Sport Bikes. And we're going to talk about uh, some really interesting developments in the city in terms of policy and also uh, tariffs. We're going to talk about tariffs, of all things, with bikes. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 421 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And, uh, you know, I'll admit to you people, okay, I'll admit to you people right now, right here, in this time and in this place. I, I talk about bikes a lot, I mean, and, I, and I, you know, I understand that not everybody is into it as much as I am, and I understand all that, okay? However, there are some very important things that I think are of an interest to all of us, and for that reason, we have Mr. Chad Picard in studio with us today. Chad, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So Chad is the... Fairly long time more. How many years have you owned Spoken Sport Bikes? Uh, it's been 16 years. Well, that's that's a long time. Yeah. For And you are still a relatively young man because you took that store over in... <laughs> Patrick, you were, you were just now. A, you were just a kid. <laughs> you were in your 20s, right? I Yes, I was. It's all I've ever done since eighth grade in high school. Wow. I was supporting a family back then. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, you, no, you did not buy it when you were in high school. You were no. in your 20s. But you were in the business. Yeah. And when I say the business, I mean the industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> but that's not necessarily why you're here. Not just no. because of your long and storied business career. Well, the career came from the, the passion. Yeah. Like yourself. Thank you. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, Chad and I have known you quite a while. Yeah. And uh, 
but we talk about all kinds of things. And one of the things that we talk a lot about, uh, and one of the reasons I wanted to have Chad in today, was uh, e-bikes. So the e-bike thing um, is kind of amazing to me, all right? And if people, let, let's just bring people up to speed. Um, what's an e-bike, Chad? An e-bike is, it's an electric bike. Uh, it's kind of like email, but mm-hmm. e-bike. I got it. <laughs> and so it's down. A, yeah, it's a it's a bike that has a motor, but the motor is not what's driving the bike. There's a torque sensor that actually, um, in most of them, it it understands when you're pedaling, and it gives you a little bit extra assist. So imagine riding a bike without Wheaties, and then riding a bike with Wheaties. That's it's probably the best way yeah. to say it i think so how is that I mean, it's almost when i think about it too it's kind of like the remember the old mopeds that you had to pedal <laughs> i'm not that old patrick oh, okay <laughs> yes i do actually yeah and yeah. that's how you got them going but yeah. then you didn't have to pedal all the time yeah an e-bike you have to keep pedaling D- depends on the type of e-bikes we can get into the here classes we here we go um, well i think it's important to the discussion there yeah. are different kinds of e-bikes and this is going to come up because the city is going to maybe change the regulations. So this is yeah. why the classifications are important. And in the next two minutes, let's just say, let, let me tell me what these things are and why there's a difference. So think of, think of classifications, um, like maybe when you're going to the dump. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a stretch, but if you've got a motorcycle, they're going to charge you one rate. If you've yeah. got a, a, a sedan, they're going to charge you another rate. Yep. And if you've got this this truck that has a huge bed to throw leaves in, you're going to have another price. So uh, bikes are kind of classified similarly, or similarly uh, with the features that they have. So class one is going to be a no throttle, um, but it can't the motor doesn't assist once you hit 20 miles an hour Ah. now that doesn't mean that e-bikes are going 20 miles an hour that means that the assist stops at 20 miles an hour so if you get that um that occasional uh south dakota wind at your back Mm -hmm. uh when you hit 20 miles an hour it'll feel like the the bike kind of just dies that's because you're having to pedal that extra weight and you're a slacker because you're on an me e-bike. specifically? No, not you yeah. specifically. Because <laughs> yes, our theoretical, <laughs> yeah. our theoretical rider. Uh, you know, Twenty miles an hour is it's, that's cooking right along. Yeah, and and average e-bike speeds are less than that. Um, they're really uh, one point. There's some research done in I believe Tennessee, one point eight miles an hour faster on roads, but actually slower on bike trails, which is an interesting is uh, piece of information because of the uh, weight. Um, I'm guessing weight and it's recreation, mm. not transportation. That's true. Uh, the windiness of some bike paths um, and then sight lines possibly as well, or just uh, the busyness of the bike trail. And also people who, well, I was going to say people who are riding e-bikes don't ride as much, but that's probably not true. Um, they actually ride a lot. We can talk about that too. But uh, class two, some do you want to talk about class two? Class two, yes. Uh, class two is going to be a throttle e-bike so that means you can twist the throttle and you don't have to pedal but also stops at 20 miles an hour um, or it doesn't continue to assist after 20 miles an hour okay class three uh is a um non-throttled but goes up to 28 miles an hour okay and then that's so that that's that's something that should be on a road um and I've seen this on the tra- bike trail yeah and I and actually we've, we've got a mutual friend Mike Dunlap who's Probably listening. Um, his wife, actually, that's what she rides. Mike is a an endurance rider, likes yep. to do 60 miles. He's fast. Yep, yep. And he and his wife ride a ton. She on her e-bike. She 
Yep. She is, and uh, she loves it. Be able to ride with her husband. They can spend yeah, time cool. together. It's yeah, and they're not riding bike trails. They're riding roads and we live stuff in North like Carolina that. Carolina now, so we don't care yeah. about them. Yeah. No, hi Mike. Um, <laughs> and then there's a fourth class, which is not doesn't have a class designation, but it's just out of class. It uh, just means that um, there's no regulation for these. They're probably not on bike trails. They, they probably shouldn't be there. They probably shouldn't be on sidewalks. Um, a lot of DIY at home. Um, type these of are non pedaled essentially electric scooters yeah right i mean yeah. that's what you're talking about something that has a throttle that you don't have to yeah. pedal to make go yeah closer to like an electric motorcycle really yeah um, and there are electric things. motorcycles now. there are yeah so there's what's the difference between an electric motorcycle and an electric bike uh it weight most yeah. likely tires but uh for the purposes of the you know bike trails and and in and uh, sidewalk, right. the class system is what uh, falls And the things that, the, that the city is dealing with, which is what we're going to talk about when we come back after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters and continue our conversation with Chad Picard, who is the owner of Spoken Sport Bikes, about the, the, the debate, the discussion is more likely, uh, over e-bikes. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. You can rely. 435 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we return to our chat here with Chad Picard. He's the owner of Spoken Sport Bikes, and we're ta- he's here. I'm here. Uh, because, uh, 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 you know, I know him, so there's that. <laughs> but also, we've been talking about e-bikes. So e-bikes are the electric bikes. We talked about all the classifications, really. Uh, but um, the reason this is an issue is because, technically, these things right now uh, are it's illegal to take them on the bike trail, and it's also you're supposed to have a license to take them on the street, right? How does that work? Well, it's it's you know so with new technology, there really needs to be new ordinances. Um, otherwise, you're just you're putting e-bikes into a category that they maybe don't really belong in, but it's easy. Right. Uh, so they've been classified as mopeds, even though there's a significant difference between the two mopeds being faster and also heavier, mm-hmm. which means. Uh, more injuries or, or more damage in a crash and things like that. And that's, um, yeah, so there's a huge difference between mopeds and e-bikes, and the city is uh, giving people warnings on the bike trail. And you and you are on the bike advisory committee, right? I am, yeah. And yeah. that's, so this is the, 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 the body that has sort of been wrestling with these issues. Right? Yeah, we've, uh, came up in a meeting um, probably, Eight, nine months ago, uh, the question was, do we need to start doing something about this? And yes, we we do need to. And we probably should have started it uh, several years ago. At one time, um, e-bikes, this is kind of the second, the, the comeback, the part two of e-bikes. They were a lot of companies, including some of the large uh, car companies like Chrysler had an e-bike back in 2001, 2002 era. And we actually sold a lot of e-bikes. We sold about 50 in one year. And... It, we we did get the go-ahead from Parks Department that e-bikes were allowed on the bike trail, but at that time, no ordinances were put together. No, It was kind of a just a, yeah, yeah, we'll let them. We'll let them use it. Um, and, and they it, probably went like seven, right? I mean, you know, it wasn't uh, they go as fast as the ones can go now. Not as fast. Yeah. I think 15, 16 yeah. was, was the top. And, I mean, it was... <laughs> was wasn't pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So they're back, and so we need to change the law. And now you're you're saying that the police, because I see them out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw them today out on the quads yeah. or on the on the on the the motorcycle cops mm-hmm. are always out there, which is good. Yeah. Um, uh, they're giving people warning tickets. 
uh, I, I wouldn't say have. tickets. I would just say warnings. Say, hey, the, the, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Okay. And and they're they're just doing their job. Mm-hmm. Um, the it, really there's a, there's some changes coming down the pipeline, and and they're the city's. I'm guessing waiting for that before they start enforcing anything. So you guys, as the bike advisory committee, have made these recommendations to people, right? To you've you've said you've endorsed a change. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't have any power. You just yeah. He's just a bunch of people who ride bikes. We each got a box we stand on for like five minutes yeah, and, and nice yell work. with a megaphone. But no, I mean we do um, we do work with city planning, and um, I think that's been a good process of raising some some questions and actually getting um, we've gotten uh, some of our leadership on bikes on e bikes so they can actually experience you know what is an e bike, what does it feel like, um, how fun is it, um, you know, and then from that we can have conversations uh, about who's using e bikes and why are they using them and and then hopefully. Um, our city council will look at it and say, um, we've, we've actually worked with a, a couple of city council members as well, and, and they'll actually talk about it and propose something. Because ideally, what would happen here? What, what are you looking for? Um, if, it was I, Ch- if Chad it, ran the world. It, it, if I ran the world, we'd have a lot more bike trails, but <laughs> we would have, uh, I, I think class one, class two be allowed on the bike trail. I, I see no reason for class three and out of class e-bikes to be on the bike trail. And, and, and class I, three are the ones that can go 28 miles yeah, an hour? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how's a cop, a police officer, supposed to tell the difference? The police department has been educated on you know what to look for. Uh, there's several different types of drive systems that are, if you know what you're looking for, it's fairly okay. easy to spot. And then bikes at some point, at some point will have to have a classification um on them, so mm-hmm. similar to licensing. I so suppose. you're you're okay with one and two being on the bike trail, yeah? Because that's still a lot of person power involved in that. It's just, yeah, it's electric assist. Yep. And so, why, why, why do you want those folks to be on the bike trail? Most e-bike users are not looking for speed. Uh, the average speeds of e-bikes are typically around 15 miles an hour. Um, in fact, on bike trails. Um, Bike speeds are uh, e-bike speeds are actually lower than non-e-bike or the non-e-bike speeds, um, just because of the people that are using them. It's someone that wants to go further, uh, wants to ride with a spouse, um, someone that just wants to enjoy the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Again, they're not racing. Speed is not the goal. Uh, so those are the people that I mean. We want people to get out and mm-hmm. and use our bike trail and. Um, and there's there's some tourism dollars there too that the city should be aware of. People come to ride it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bike trail was put in in the 70s, and the the main purpose was recreation. It was to get people outside and um, be active in the community. And so uh, these are folks, and you know, elderly folks mm-hmm. who maybe can't ride as much as they wanted to. Uh, people with other physical limitations, mm-hmm. right? Asthmatics. I mean, you, I could. Oh yeah, the list is is huge. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and not not the fifteen year old punk that went by me on one. And you know that's a a, a maturity thing. Um, yes. People that are buying e bikes are they're going to be uh, wiser. I think is the way I'm supposed to say that. I see. What you're and, and they understand how to operate a bike around other people. And and there's going to be the bad apple that spoils. But it's the that's bunch. true of everybody and everything. Yes, yep. it's it's uh it's courtesy. Yeah, yeah. And you, and you, all the bike shops in town, not just you, not just Spoken Sport, but uh, 
everybody's selling these things. They're yeah. they're a hot oh, yeah. item, right? Yeah, they yes, yeah. They're um, the e-bike category is the currently the fastest growing category of bike sales in in the U.S. And so this is something the city actually is going to have to deal with. Um, yeah, you would think now. Didn't Rapid City approve some sort of new updated regulations? Yes. Yep. Rapid City, um, they didn't adopt the class system, but they they said low speed e bikes um, can are, are allowed on the bike trail. Yeah, but their bike trail is like a quarter mile long or something <laughs> like that. It's straight. It follows <laughs> Rapid <laughs> Creek. It's no big deal. I'm not going to go measure it, but oh, it's okay. a little longer than that. Oh, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> but also, they're allowed um, at the state level. Uh, Mickelson Trail, places mm. like that. Really? But not federal areas. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a debate. That's a conversation that we will be seeing here pretty soon. I'm sure Teresa Staley will have something to say about it. We'll yeah. talk to Teresa about it. She, do you think she's on board? Is she one of your counselors that's on board? Or is... I, 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 those emails have not all been returned. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time she's on, I'll ask yeah. her about it. Um, we're going to ter- come right back and talk more with Chad Picard. I want to talk about tariffs because tariffs are affecting the price of everything, including your bicycle. Correct? Yep. Yes, correct. Awesome. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOL. 447 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOL. And uh, we are talking with to and with Chad Picard. He is the owner of Spoken Sport Bikes, and he is a member of the Bike Advisory Committee to the City of Sioux Falls, and we've just hit a ton of really good stuff on e-bikes. If you want to know more about that, you can probably... Uh, do you have some stuff on your website or anything like um, that? Like it doesn't want, well, we could put some on there. Um. <laughs> are there good resources? Uh, yes, sort of there thing? are excellent resources. Uh, Peopleforbikes.com yes. is an excellent resource. Uh, actually, if you just type in People for Bikes 10 e-bike myths, you'll get to a bunch of good stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll throw that up on our Twitter feed. Yeah. Because Uber producer Dan Peters is back there firing away on the Twitter, at P. Lally Show. Um, I, but I want to talk about tariffs for just a second because uh, you and I were talking about this not so long ago. Um, so uh, tell me how uh, the, 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 the war, the trade war with China and some other folks is affecting the price of bikes. Right? Yeah, bikes and every—I mean, everything and bikes. How? Uh, motors come from China. Uh, there's a lot of parts that that's just where they come from. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I liken it to—you don't go to Sioux Falls to get fish; <laughs> <laughs> you go to a city on the coast, uh, <laughs> right? If you're smart, <laughs> yes. Um, and so th- there are a lot of products that are built in um, in China. Just that's where the technology is. That's where um, the technology – where it has advanced. Some of that stuff has been in the States. But when our, parts ma- when our bike parts manufacturers are in a specific part of the world, the frame builders and everybody else is going to follow them because they need to get those parts on the bikes as quickly as possible before they go to other parts of the country. Um, can bikes produ- be produced in the States? I mean, it's possible. It, do you want to... But the bikes that most people buy, the, the, yeah. the average uh, recreational bike user, those bikes are all built in either Taiwan or China, right? Y- y- mostly, yeah. I mean, there's some other places that, um, you know, Vietnam, there's some uh, pl- factories in Brazil, but the bulk of, of the parts and bikes, are, yeah, are built... And even the high-end stuff, the carbon, mm-hmm, yeah. carbon frames, carbon wheels. Yeah. yeah. 
It's all from China. Yeah. And if a company says it's uh, built in the USA or built in Italy, it's the core of it's probably still built in China or Taiwan. Uh, one of the uh, big companies, obviously, in, around here is Trek. Mm-hmm. And they have a factory in Waterloo, which I go to for the uh, Trek Cup mm-hmm. cyclocross race. And they actually do build bikes there, but they only make the very high-end carbon frames there, right? Yeah. It's, I, I don't know the exact number, Some, but if I but, had to guess, it'd be you know maybe 2 or 3% of their an, entire right. product. Are they, Pro- the largest, are they the largest bike company in the world, close N- to it? No. Who's the, who's the biggest? Giant Bicycles is the largest yeah, bike manufacturer in the world. Okay, and they make bikes for themselves for ev- as well for everybody. As, yeah, they right. make bikes for everybody. Yeah, right. Trek is a very large company. Yeah, they're uh, not stateside. Making, I would say Trek. Yeah, they're not making the bikes. They're not making hardly any of it in the United States. Correct. And so, when the tariffs go into effect, what does that mean for me as a consumer? Well, there's a couple things. Uh, prices are going to go up, um, unfortunately. Um, and, a, and a lot of people are talking about, you know, oh, well, this this single bike model is made in China, so it's not going to affect this other one. Well, so what's happening is companies are, are scrambling to build their products in other places that aren't going to be affected by tariffs. Today. But, but, but that also has an expense. Uh, if, if we want to change our production from, you know, building something in Sioux Falls and we want to build it in tea, I mean, there's an expense to – uh, moving those resources from one place to an X and staffing and hiring and all that crazy stuff. So e- even if a product isn't coming from China, there's changes in the supply chain that are expensive. And and, and not just bikes, camping gear. I mean, all sorts of stuff is going to be affected by this. And uh, and so it's still prices are going to go up, even though some product isn't even coming from China. Do you know how much it's going to go up? Do you have any idea? The So... There's a couple different uh, tariffs that have been put in place. One affected uh, motors, e-bike motors. That went into place. That was a 10% increase. Mm. Uh, there's another one that uh, took place um, uh, end of September. I don't remember the date, which was also 10%. And most companies are are kind of averaging that out of across all their product. So the increases we're seeing are maybe 5 or 8%. Um, and then January 1, there'll be a bunch more. And uh, the total for most of the product may be 25%. Hmm. Have you um, already put those – is that already reflected on your sales floor? Uh, so we've we've purchased product um, before the tariffs went up. So we have some product currently. Um, at some point, we will have to order more product, and it will be at a higher price. Accessories, everything? Accessories. The, the two things in our industry that aren't covered are helmets and lights. Well, that's good. Yeah. So safety. Yeah. Everybody else, though. And iPhones aren't covered either. <laughs> so we'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait to see what happens with that. So you are you are against the tariffs. I, I I'm all against products made in America. Um, is it realistic? Some things, yes. Some things, not. There's, there's you're not against you're not against things made in America. Uh, yeah, I'm not against things. Yeah, you're you, you support you, the way that came out. Oh, sorry. Like. <laughs> You were against making things in America. That's not what you're against. No, no. I am for American-made things. Uh, I'm also for, you know, there is a, a global economy, and um, I'm also for getting more people on bikes more often, and I don't know that that's a possibility today in the U.S. Because of a lot of reasons. Yeah. Including the prices going up. Yeah. Um, I was going to have you, do you want to plug 
maybe we'll have you back for Cranksgiving. But okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cranksgiving. I'll Go. be back. Right now, Cranksgiving, uh, November 10th uh, at Spoken Sport in Sioux Falls. It is a uh, uh, food drive for feeding South Dakota. Uh, we want teams. We want people to come with a couple bucks in their pocket and their bikes and a helmet, and we'll give you a list of food items. And it's a competition to get as many points as possible. We also uh, have had some runners that want to come be a part of it. No. Uh, what's that? No. Yes. Oh, runners people, like to run. I know, I, and they can run faster than you can pedal. That's not <laughs> Just, even true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a fundraiser or a food drive for Feeding South Dakota. It's a fun way to do it. Uh, we even have a, a trophy for some teams. No, November 10th, you said? Is that a Saturday? Yeah, your I calendar? think so. Yeah. So don't look at that. Go to uh, uh, Spokensport.com. Spokensport.com or Spokensport.com slash two slash Cranksgiving SFSD. <laughs> Oh, I am writing that down. Chad yeah. Picard, he's owner of Spoken Sport Bikes, and uh, we'll have you back and talk more about Thanksgiving. But All thanks right. for coming in, man. Yeah, I yeah, it. you bet. Coming up after the break, we're going to tell you what's coming up tomorrow. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Interrupting all programs. 458 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Coming up on the show tomorrow, let's see here. Well, we're going to finish up our series of discussions surrounding the documentary Big Sonia with Amber Fick of Siouxland Libraries and Holly Hines. We're going to talk about ethics and elder care. Scott Hudson will be our weird friend of the day on pop music, pop culture and music, not pop music, some pop music, that's okay. And Thea Miller-Ryan of the Outdoor Campus, we're going to talk bats. Stay with us. Come on by. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO.